are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I got a piece of correspondence from an individual in a certain state that he had all the scriptures that talks about God creating evil and the evil spirit from the Lord. And his idea was that God was the one that created all evil and that we in Christianity had it all wrong, that it wasn't God that was a good God, that he was <laughs> doing all the evil. Well, now, you know, you wonder about a guy like that when he gets up in the morning how he finds the floor. But yet still, you see, here it is in the Bible. I form the light and create darkness. Well, that's the seed, but you have to have some water on that to understand it. And, of course, the earth, as it rotates, there is darkness because of the fixed laws of God. There's night on one side of the earth and day on the other side. But to say that God created darkness, which is evil darkness, then you'd have to violate all the things that the Bible said about God to believe that because the Bible says that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Now, what are you going to do with that? Isaiah, the 45th chapter. Verse 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, when you find a scripture like this in the Bible that seems to be out of character with God in all the other things, then you're going to have to do some scratching and digging to find out what it means. Because it cannot mean what it seems to mean on the surface, or you're going to have to tear out 90% of the Bible and throw it away. God did not create evil. In the Old Testament, many times things are attributed to God that God didn't do at all. Now, God allowed evil in the earth. He had to because of what Adam chose in the garden. He chose blessing and calamity, the knowledge of blessing and calamity. When he ate of the fruit, he got a working knowledge of how to produce calamity. <laughs> he already knew the good. But he got a working knowledge of that, and it worked real good, didn't it? Now, the word evil here means misfortune, does not mean sin. But then it is misleading, you see. If people get this fixed in their mind and they believe that God is the one that's perpetrating evil, then there's not a whole lot that we can do, see, to overcome that. Because you'd be fighting against God to try to overcome evil. But you take the word and you answer it with the word. Now, for instance, in James, we find in James, the first chapter, verse 13, it talks about something that will add some water to this. Let's turn to that. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted of evil, neither tempteth he any man. Now, if God cannot be tempted of evil, and neither tempteth he any man, then if God created evil, then he's tempted every man. Y'all still there? Did you go home? <laughs> but now notice as he comes on down. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away his own lust and enticed. But now wait a minute. He wouldn't have been enticed if the evil hadn't been there. So if God was the one that created it, then he created the temptation. Then when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Now the very fact that James says don't err, means that you could. 
don't miss it here, he said. In other words, this is a good place to miss it if you're going to miss it because you're going to take a sharp turn right here. You know, you're going down a mountain road and it turns right quick. You may miss it if your lights are not shining far enough ahead. He said, every good and perfect gift is from above. Well, just stop and ask yourself, is evil a good and perfect gift? Well, it didn't come from above then. Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, God never turns from that which is good and perfect. Never. Not even a shadow. In fact, I believe this word shadow here is from the Greek word that we get our word mutation. It means a gradual change. Not even a gradual change from that which is good and perfect. Well, now sometimes people say, well, now yes, Brother Caps, maybe I can see that. But now let's go back to Isaiah there, the 45th chapter. Read the next verse. It says, Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation. Let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Well, now, which one did he create? The righteousness or the evil? He allowed the evil, but he created the righteousness. See, darkness, let's talk about darkness in the light of being evil. You see, there is darkness on earth out there. It's dark out there tonight, but that doesn't mean it's evil. It just just means there's darkness there, absence of light, as far as physical light. But you see, if you're talking about evil, darkness as evil, then you see, God has created something here, the very opposite, that would overcome the evil, righteousness. He said, let them bring forth salvation. Let righteousness spring forth together. I, the Lord, have created it. So we know then that God is the giver of all good gifts. But yet, let's look at some other scriptures. There's some valid questions in some of these things. Go with me to 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter, and let's read from verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, talking of David, in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up, and went to Ramoth. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Well, now you see here again, we have in the Old Testament, it is translated that here is an evil spirit from the Lord. But now you see, that's the seed, all right. It does say that, but let's put some water on that. Let it rain on your desert, and you can see it a little different. Follow on down with me now to verse 23. And it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, so that Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now remember, David is anointed with the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God was close to Saul, it drove out the evil spirit. Now it couldn't have been an evil spirit from the Lord, or they'd have just had a hallelujah time together. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Now, see, here's where a lot of confusion comes from. The fact that it says an evil spirit from the Lord. And here again, I'm going to say it again. It needs to be said over and over again. That under the old covenant, most of the time, the people believed and attributed everything that happened to them as being from the Lord. And even some places in the New Testament, it is that way. 
Take for instance, Pharaoh, when the children of Israel, when Moses went before Pharaoh, and it says in the scripture, it says that God hardened his heart. Well, now you see, if you're not careful, you'd be misled by that. I mean, is God just going around striking people and hardening their heart? How did he harden their heart? By doing the miracles, the signs, and the wonders before him. And those things that God did was what hardened his heart. Now see, it was attributed to God, but God didn't do it. It even says that in the New Testament, you see. But God did not do that. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. See, let's put a little water on that. You can take a piece of wax and lay it out here in the hot sunshine and it'll get soft and pliable and it'll melt. But you put a piece of clay out there and it'll get hard and brickle and break. And you say, well, now, did the sun do that? No, it was the consistency of what you put out there. It was the condition of the object that was put out there is exposed to the same heat, the same thing, and one of them got soft and the other got hardened. You see, the rebellious heart of Pharaoh is what caused him to be hardened. It was the miracles and the goodness of God that hardened his heart, but God didn't do it. It was his attitude that brought that on him. And you see, if we don't understand that, then we go all through life being crippled in our prayer life because we think that God just wills this to happen to one and he doesn't want it to happen to the other. And I don't know what the people have written me and said, but Brother Caps, what about Romans the ninth chapter? That God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It was just the will of God for that to happen. No, it wasn't the will of God for that to happen. It was because of his rebellious attitude. Same thing applies in the area of Judas that betrayed Jesus because he was a thief, because he had opened himself to the devil. The devil used him. He was not predestined to do that. He had his free will of his own choice. But because he was rebellious, then he was entered into by the devil and Jesus knew about it. But he was not predestined to do that. So God's word, let me show you now, God's word is a blessing. It is sent to deliver us, set us free from evil and the forces of darkness. But yet, a sinner that sits under the gospel and hears the good news of redemption becomes hardened if he doesn't receive it. His heart becomes hardened. Now, do we say that God hardened the sinner's heart? Certainly he didn't. It was the word of God going forth and the same word that hardened one sinner's heart melted the other one's heart and he got saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, you see, it was the same thing that came upon both of them, but it was their attitude that made the difference. So you see, this is why the things in the Bible, even in the New Testament, are attributed to God that God did not do at all. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is CD offer number 7238. It's entitled, His Word is Seed, Water, and Light. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Now, I farmed for 29 years before I went into the ministry. And I realized that you have to have good seed to produce a harvest. You must have good soil to plant it in. You must have water, and you must have light. 
So these are things that we need to look at because God's word is the seed, according to Mark chapter 4. The sower soweth the word, and you're sowing words daily, whether you're sowing God's word or the enemy's word concerning your finances or concerning your situation, you're sowing a seed. But you see, you can have a good seed, but if you don't sow it, it won't produce anything. And Jesus said if he had faith as a seed, you would say. So the word of God is the incorruptible seed. You can't destroy the seed. It'll abide forever. But you may never get a harvest if you don't sow it and if you don't have enough water to cause it to produce. Now, the word is spoken of as water. Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. What do you mean, Apollos watered? He came along and preached the same thing Paul did, said it a little different way, and it gave them understanding of it. So understanding is like watering a seed. If you don't understand it, somebody's going to talk you out of it, and it's not going to produce in your life. So the word is seed, it is water, and it also is light, because the instance of the word bringeth light. So if you sow the word of God in the heart, in your heart, or in someone else's heart, by speaking the word, then the light and revelation of that word will cause it to produce in their life if they understand it. That's offer number 7238. It's called, His Word is Seed, Water, and Light. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.